Start, yeah. Yep. And we're live. We're good. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of B Tech Philosophers, episode 12, with me, your host, Elliot Still. And unfortunately, I'm sad to announce Michael Odawale is dead. He has died. He has been honor killed. He is gone. <laughs> He is with us no more. He got stoned to death. He got stoned to death. People thought he was coming to Western. <laughs> and they were right. I agree with the murder of Michael. I agree. Not from a podcast stance of view, but from a... A podcast stance of view. A podcast stance of view. Stance of view. We're sticking with stance of view, folks. This is... This is the... So RIP Michael, but the show must go on. So we bring in, uh, as uh, the audience would have already heard him, and the, the, the old listeners and the new listeners, you might not know, it's the wonderful Vittorio Angelone. Please do not use sound effects because I don't know how to put them <laughs> onto the podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Last, the audio. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to do that. So we have been I'll using the sound effects and, uh, it, and I haven't been able to work out how to do it. I'll show you how to do that. Thank so you. So on the previous episodes, is it just like awkward silence? Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. And oh. I did a lot of sirens when we were talking about Westwood. Yep. <laughs> I, I thought the audience could fill in the blanks. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. They, can, they can make their own. It's uh, audience Well, I clap. I clapped anyway when the clap sound effect happened. So I'll cover it. Anytime you play a sound effect, I have to make the sound effect. That would be class. Thank you. So, Vittorio, how have you been, man? Thank you for coming to do this. That's okay. Um, I've been all right. It's, it's been a, a hectic time. Um, I'm staying bitter, staying angry at everybody else's success. I think that's the only way to make it in comedy these days. You gotta be spiteful. Driven? By, are you driven by spite? Oh god, yeah. I think that's the only way to do it. Yeah, but uh, I'm a very. I want to do something when someone tells me I can't do it, but I I need all the praise while I'm doing it. I need everyone to go. You're doing a good <laughs> job, Elliot. Mine's not even that. Mine's not even when somebody tells me I can't, because there's always those rappers. And Michael has a funny bit about it, which I won't do on the podcast because I believe he's still doing it on stage. No, he's dead. You can. Oh right, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. open. <laughs> we can do whatever we want with it. I now. don't think I can say all the words in the bit though. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't do the bit, please. He's not dead. He's back next week. I want to still have a podcast. <laughs> well, the bit is just generally, and I won't spoil it. I won't spoil the bit. But the bit is about those rappers that say they're teachers that said they were going to never amount to anything mine mine isn't people tell me i can't do something if somebody tells someone else that they can they can do something i'm like well i can do it as well do you know what i mean somebody else gets an opportunity i deserve it yeah that's that's a thing that's <laughs> quite a psychotic way of thinking but yeah very narcissistic I never know what box to put you in, really. Because <laughs> people don't realise that. Vittorio doesn't like people to know this, but he's cultured. He He's within the... Know, you know, and by that, I mean, you know how to play the piano. A little bit. There we go. You oh, know. that video went up when I was doing tour support for Adam. They um, There was a piano in the green room because it was in a fucking secondary school. Um, and I played Bach's Prelude Number no. 1 in C major, which is the only thing I can play on piano. Cut you hack. But <laughs> that's the wonder wall uh, of piano. Yeah, is that the... Is that the where'd you learn to whisper, mate? Under a helicopter of, of piano playing. Man, I remember I saw somebody do that and, like, died laughing and said to a comedian at the back, I was like, that's so funny. And they were like, that's, like, the hackest... 
because I just never heard it before. It's it's great when you first hear it, but it is. Have you ever been emceeing and you've not been doing well as an MC, so the pressure's on, and then you just suddenly you find yourself pulling out hack things? Blink twice if you've been kidnapped. Oh yeah, Phoebe, because you you show run a weekend comedy club you must have seen I, some I real hackery yeah sometimes because we have two shows on a saturday as well sometimes you get the same kind of like between the two shows people who have an mc set oh god yeah i i because i'm emceeing on august 12th and you're not a, you don't like emceeing i i'm good at crowd work. do you know what tells me you don't like emceeing is because you know the next time you're emceeing and it's not till august <laughs> Like it's, <laughs> like, like it's yeah. you're like oh no, like, no I'm so I'm good at crowd work within this structure of a set. Not even within the structure of the set, but I don't care what your job is. Right. I'm more like what I like doing if I'm MCing is I like going on find something and asking like an incredibly either confrontational question mm. or something just walking on and be like yo what book are you reading at the minute or something like that and that's then talk, good. talk shit about that's that. not confrontational but yeah but then I'll just be but that's the thing I also find because I got this <laughs> just my imagination of you doing that to an audience member is like yo what book are you reading at the minute and they're like before like in the middle of their answer you're like gay <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much that's <laughs> that is my <laughs> even if it's mein Kampf <laughs> get, get. I saw a video do you know Hitler was on amphetamines the whole time yeah you see that video of him tweaking out fuck have you seen this video no google Hitler tweaking out on amphetamines yeah he he was um, well he he's uh, he cause he went to meet your boy Mussolini my boy? Yeah, well, you're, you're Vittorio. <laughs> <laughs> if your name was Pete, excuse I would me. have never known. That excuse <laughs> me. You're... I'm going to start singing Bella Ciao in a second. Uh, the end of this podcast, if you want to see Vittorio, you can find him hung up on a lamppost. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the, the Celtic fans in Lazio? Um, we beat Lazio like last year. And we were like specifically told not to, because Celtic's like a big anti-fascist club. And... Um, we were told specifically not to bring any like Mussolini banners or anything when we went because Lazio have like actual Nazi fans, like a lot of their fans. Oh, it's a fascist, club. Yeah, it's yeah. fascist club, yeah. Um, so instead of bringing banners, when we won, <laughs> Celtic fans just picked up their mate and turned him upside down, and we're like, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, the guy who scored the winner did a cartwheel, yeah, and it's so fucked. Did the hangar whistle? <laughs> uh, Palace fans stole DT from Arsenal fans TV's hat, so we're very similar in our fight <laughs> against. <laughs> I I didn't know Palace like had such a. A good following since just like the last couple of weeks and those videos have come out. We've got we've got a ultras fan base. It's fun. I sat there a couple times. I know a few people who go there when I was younger and really wanted to be part of something. I'd mm. go beg it with all of them. Um, but one time I went to sit there and we lost four one to Fulham and I missed our first goal. We actually went one 0 up and I missed it because I had to hold a fucking banner so I couldn't see. Yeah, the, first 10 minutes well, the, of the thing game. is, the thing is. It's not about watching the game. I've been to the Celtic Ultras bit at Celtic Park, the Green Brigade, and there's two guys, a really handsome guy with long hair and then a bald guy who's got a drum, and they don't, they haven't watched a game in 20 years. No. They face the crowd and are just like, you're not fucking singing, you're not fucking shouting, like, it's yeah. brutal. But Hitler tweaking out on amphetamines, did you find it? 
Yeah, which video is it? How do you know? There's shitloads. Uh, it's when he's watching the Olympics. He's in the crowd. Um, we'll be able to get this up the one on the screen. Nah, that one. We can maybe we can get it on that one. Get it on this one. Oh, it'll cool. be on the video. Oh, will it? Oh, cool. Okay. <clears throat> Week 12 and I didn't even know we could do this. Mm. Oh, you should have. I have told you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't read any emails. I don't. <laughs> I booked this studio the day before. After three, he goes, what time are you booking? I'll book one. Okay, just to let you know, someone booked the 1 p.m. slot. Uh, I'll do 1.30. No, that's not at the studio. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god, I look so good. You do. Everyone comes in here and looks better than me. I don't like it. Okay. Sometimes I'm editing. I said to Mike one week, uh, when I edit the video, you, uh, I realized you have really clear skin. And he went, don't ever say that to me again. <laughs> <laughs> is it this video? Yeah, there Yeah, look at him. Gurning. Yeah. He's freaking out. His jaw is clenched. Do you reckon he's just turning to his mate and going, see what we're going to do, yeah? We're going to, like, fucking build these camps, yeah? We're going to get people in it. <laughs> no, 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 man, I've got a vision. Well, you know what we're going to do, innit? Like, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. I'm sorry. Um, I was listening to the Joe Don't be, it's a fucking great podcast. Oh, sorry. That was exciting. Okay. Well, do you know what? That's funny, isn't it? Because I'll be if I'm listening to Joe Rogan on the tube or something and I get out my phone and it's, like, a big fucking picture of the thumbnail, was that... On the computer, or was that just a really loud siren? No, there? that was outside. Oh, wow. God. Um, I'm, like, nervous that someone will see that I'm watching the biggest podcast in the world. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, it's strange. And I was listening to the episode with David Mamet, who's just because he's an interesting playwright and, and like, kind of drama figure. And I was like, what? Told you he's cultured. Well, this is the thing. I was like, what the fuck's he doing on Rogan? He does jiu-jitsu. Um, that's why he's on what, Rogan. What belt is he? Uh, I don't know. So I bet he's purple. He's like 70, but he's probably been doing it like 20 years, probably. So oh, he's what's, like, his, what's his name? David Mamet, M-A-M-E-T. Um, and he, he's, he told her he's a Jewish guy and he kept telling these like old Jewish jokes to Rogan and Rogan was like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't. <laughs> and then he was like, right, you'll get this one. He was like, why did Hitler kill himself? He finally saw his gas bill. Great joke. That's such a good joke, isn't it's a it? Great joke. Do you know what I mean? It's like bang, bang. It was. It's an odd one. The, the Holocaust jokes and stuff, because I do a few on stage, as you should. Um, you know, and it's fine because it's all right to joke about things that never happened. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> you know, every podcast I do lessens my chances of getting on TV. <laughs> I really think Mike's agents are going to have a word with him at some point about doing this with me. As if Kelly watches that. No. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, yeah, it's 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 a it's a thing that I find. Like, there's a bit that I've done, and I need to bring it back because I enjoy doing it. Because uh, the whole idea that, that I find funny within tragedy is the idea of something like you must, what well, the Holocaust Museum is like, never again, always remember, yes. all of this stuff. But it's, it's, you should never forget it. But what, like, even when I'm having a Twix? <laughs> like, <laughs> I think oh, I've do you seen mean, this bit. but there's a way of remembering things, and part of the way of remembering things is through humor, and part of getting over a trauma is looking back and laughing at it. That's yeah. what annoys me when people don't like dark humor. Because usually you find, so I did this bit show last night, again, the suicide. Yes, bit. I wanted to talk to you about this. You had yeah. a lady approach you after the show? Yes, not in a fun way. <laughs> Not in the, oh my god, I like your set. That's, bro, that's a bit where you're like, get a lot of women approach me after shows. <laughs> Not in a fun way. <laughs> you gotta put that in, that's so funny. <laughs> uh, um, so so I, I did an hour with Ivo, 
which was great fun. Ivo's audience was there. I and I just want to say this. I think Ivo, I'd put in the top five comics in the country. He's brilliant. It, like, it's just untouchable. His crowd works something else. He, he. I, I say this about Ivo, and let me explain what I mean. He's our country's Patrice O'Neill, and what I mean by that. What the fuck? No, and I tell you, I tell you what I mean by that, right? No, and I, I explain this right, to people. Go on. My explanation. People go. What, if you look at the core of Patrice O'Neill of what he was, he was unequivocally himself. Mm-hmm. And Ivo is unequivocally himself. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's what I mean by it. I don't mean he goes on. People go on to try to replicate Patrice. And but to replicate Patrice, you, you have to be yourself. Be yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what Ivo does. So do if you, you have a, Yeah, if you have a spare 46 minutes, watch one of Ivo's crowd work clips. <laughs> <laughs> they are... <laughs> they're amazing. They're, they're like nine minutes long, but genuinely go watch them because they are... It was Finn Taylor said Ivo's crowd work is like a Russian novel. Great. Like, it's just... It's unbelievably complex and he ties all these mad things and he digs and digs and digs and it's so you know, good in it that one of the comedy store where the guy was like lying to him the About whole the flag <laughs> oh, oh my god so uh, i was with his audience and they for the most part really liked the show there was a few bits of work in progress there's a couple of things i got to work on i but it was there's bits that it went well okay and but i i saw this group of people who just didn't like it and i'll point that out i think it's funny i'm like you guys are not enjoying this yeah and i was going to them like you've come here because i'm my dad's son and you want me to be rude (laughs) about a town and and now i'm joking about suicide yeah yeah yeah. and she was like well i'm just waiting for the break so i started counting down to the break and i went i'm gonna do extra long now just Yeah, yeah 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 so she eventually leaves I'm outside. I go to get my bag and stuff. And as I walked past, she went to me, great set. So I was like, look, there's no, there's no need to be rude. There's a, when we start having this conversation, I've got the videos. I'll put them out this week. I'll splice them up and put them out. And she was quite confrontational. But then she took that. She took this quite patronizing angle. I don't know if you've seen the video that I put on my Instagram. Yes. Yeah, yeah. She started being quite patronizing. So I knew I'd won because I'd wore her down to my level. <laughs> I knew I'd won because I dragged her down to the mud with me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like <laughs> I, I said. I said this to Leo Kirst the other week. So me and Leo Kirst sometimes go back and forth on Twitter. Here's where everyone goes wrong with Leo. They f- call him a racist. They call him these things that he's not, and it's stupid. If you want to beat Leo Kirst in a fight, go get pictures of him doing pun man and be yeah, silly yeah, and perform yeah, yeah. to the audience on Twitter and try and make people laugh. Winning an argument isn't about winning the person over. It's about making everyone else go ha 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 <laughs> and bullying them <laughs> offline. That's what it's about. That's all, that's everything that's wrong with modern society. <laughs> <laughs> but Leo Leo fucking dra- Leo's the Kraken. Like Leo will drag you down to the depths. Yeah. And it's game over for you. Exactly. And he just you're meeting him on his battlefield and he's he's also he's intelligent. Like I, I like I actually like Leo. This is the thing. I'm not meant to come out and say that probably, but I do. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I get on with him. It's annoying that we get on in person, right? It's because he's nice. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't actually believe anything that mental when you talk to him. It's yeah. just like Yeah. But it it um it's that thing. So she came over, started all that stuff, and I have that quite a yeah. bit after shows. And the two places I get it are Brighton. And yeah, I don't London. do well. I don't do well in Brighton. And London. And that's because I had it the other week. I was doing a, a preview in Brixton, pretty close to where I grew up. I went to the preview. It's going fine. It's cool. 
Again, there's a row of people not liking me. I dare to find out why they work for HR. They're people who've moved to the area, have got a bit of money, and think. Uh, I just think what you're saying is like not okay. It's like, yeah, because you didn't grow up around here. So like the guy who works at the bar came up to me afterwards, sounds as South London as I do, and was like, oh, but I loved all of that. And it's like, yeah, because you grew up around here. And there's this thing where people move to London now. They start living in Clapham, and then they go to comedy shows, and they start seeing comics like myself, or you go on. Not that you grew up here, but like you can grace you. Well, you know, you grew up in Northern Ireland, which I'm sure is pretty well in. It was fine. I was really missed all the fun. Uh, but <laughs> but I like. But there's a darker sense of humor from Northern Ireland, and, and I I speak about this a little bit, where it's like. If you want to surprise, so jokes are surprises, and if you and like a shock, if you want to shock a middle-aged person from Northern Ireland, best of luck, because they grew up in a fucking war. Post the joke to them, and then they'll be a little bit nervous <laughs> about opening it. <laughs> but, there, but there's this thing that happens now where people move to London from other places. Mm. They hang out, and it's mainly. I'm going to say it, it's middle-class white women or middle-class white men. It's a type of gentrification, isn't it? Yeah, they come to a comedy show, they see some jokes, and because they've got this inherent guilt or they want to prove that they're not racist, they're not homophobic, they're not this, they think the best thing to do is to go, um, actually, that's not okay. And it's like, ah, fuck you. Yeah. You're, you're not... Just, just be, just steer into what you are. You're, you're, you're fucking, you're, all right, you brought the house prizes up, but you also brought lattes and avocados, and people like those things. But I find that about, like... <laughs> like, <laughs> gentrification's not all bad. Not all of it's bad. I want to complain about it, but I'll be honest, I, I live in Fort Eve, Crystal Palace up the road. Used to be horrible. Fucking lovely now. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it does happen, and it's not like all the people that live there. Yeah, some move out, but do you know what happened to some of my mates who used to be on road and stuff? They go into the the posh places and they enjoy it yeah like is they still enjoy it i don't like avocado but i understand why people do what i was just gonna say latte art if you get some good latte art that can really spice up your day it's class i saw someone the other day do uh a, a deer um in latte art and a swan in the same one in a forest wow that's that's very impressive don't you think it, yeah, is, I mean, it's pretty, it's, it makes me feel bad that i'm drinking it yeah yeah yeah, you have to destroy a piece of art to to get on with your day. Is it worth it? Well, aren't we all just pieces of art? No. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I've seen some really <laughs> ugly people in my time. <laughs> but yeah, so this woman last night, she comes up, she starts... Yeah, so she's come in quite aggressive, like with that kind of passive aggressive, but like sarcastic and like snidey good Was she set. hoping to like just say nice set and walk off? Maybe she was nagging she, you. Or did she pause to sort of like then have a bit more of a chat with you? Or did you call her out? No, she said it and then Elliot leg swept her and then yeah. she was on the floor <laughs> and this conversation was happening while he was raining down elbows. <laughs> if you want to act like, like a man, out. you'd get dealt with <laughs> like a man. <laughs> Dave Chappelle broke someone's arm last night for tackling him. I leg swept a woman. <laughs> for, for saying nice set. For, for saying nice set. <laughs> Do we discuss Dave Chappelle? Yeah, go for it, man. Phoebe, have you, are you in the loop on Dave Chappelle? I haven't watched the special. No, It's no. not the special. It's just oh. like... The, the, so at Netflix is a joke festival, which seems to be this really cool festival that they're doing over in LA, and all sorts of people are doing it. It's very good for them. That's good, isn't it? Um, Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, David Chappelle was on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. It was like a big outdoor stage. And uh, what's what's annoying is, and and I respect it on, in every other moment, Dave Chappelle, you have to like lock up your phone in a little pouch before you go to his show. So while this could have been the funniest viral moment ever, there's like two videos from about three miles away. Right, yeah. That you can barely see. But basically this guy comes on and like tries to rugby tackle him. And... Uh, then Dave Chappelle's entire entourage. And apparently on stage he was like talking about how he had to hire more security since like all the trans controversy with oh, his jokes shit. and stuff. But then they fucking beat the living fuck out of this guy. Like snapped his arm. Like he was in fucking somebody said he Phoebe, do you know that picture of Mojo Jojo? <laughs> <laughs> He's got his like brain hanging out of his head, and he's completely fucked. People are people are mental, man. Because that thing where I've I've had it on stage. Have you ever got in a fight at a gig? No. Uh, I've had it a couple of times. One one was at Chichester. Okay. At uni gig. It was just it was this time last year. A uni. Okay. Uh, and I turned up to this gig. And I arrived and they were all, it was outside. They were all swinging Sweet Caroline. They were meant to be in table six. It's the end of year thing. They've been locked up all year. They've all been getting pissed. There's a band on. Now there's comedy. I Terrible. know from all my experience, do not, I would now, mate, I'd say I'd still need the money. I would actually go, I'm not going on. Have a, just put the band back on. Give them my fee. You don't need me to do this. I'm going yeah. to ruin everyone's time. And that's exactly what happened because I'm, I went on. I'll tell you now, I'm not I'm not gonna say what happened before. Oh well, I'll tell you what happened. Joe Wells went on, talked about being autistic and stuff like that, and it was very funny. Yeah, he's, he's very funny. good. But they they were nice to ish to him, but they still weren't listening. I end up being brought on. The MC had got quite confrontational with the audience. Won't say the MC's name, but he basically did the thing of People do this thing where they think sometimes when you're an MC, it's about going on and being like, oh, you wanker. Blah, 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 blah. This didn't need that. This needed it. All right, guys, we've got some. Do you know it needed? Let's try yeah, and calm you need it to down. Ease them into it. Yeah, yeah and that, that didn't happen, but I might have done the same thing. You know, I'm not going to blame anyone for doing that. I went on, start arguing with this dude. He starts arguing back at me. Uh, well, he, he started the argument. And then they, they're all like, uh, and I, I just made a joke where I went, at least Joe's got his autism to blame for his breakdown later. I've just got to accept it's this gig. <laughs> and they all, they thought I was bullying Joe like we weren't friends. Yeah. So they start booing me. So I just doubled down and I'm like, after this gig, I'm going to go egg an autistic charity. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, of course I'm not going to do they rush the stage and start spitting at me. Like about 10 spitting? people spitting during COVID. Wow. Start spitting at me. So I come off, I'm like laughing the security, like you gotta leave now, bro. But there's no way out. I've got to walk through this field of people and guys were coming up trying to fight me. And I was like, bro, like you're not gonna fucking fight me. And like not in a way of like security or something, like you're not gonna hit me. Like you're not gonna do it. So I was like walking back in a stance of like, cause I'm very not confrontational when it comes to that stuff, but I can't, but I- You're such a bullshitter. <laughs> hey man, let me try, let me You're try, talking shit, man. You always say this. You're like, listen, I'm not a confrontational guy, but I fuck, I'll throw down. <laughs> I 
I've seen Elliot say to a guy, listen, I can't chat shit, but I will throw down. And I was like, Elliot, mm. you're a comedian. You should be able to chat shit. <laughs> I was hammered, innit? And I just, I just had nothing left with my brains. I just put my keys on the table and was like, where's this going? He did, he put his keys <laughs> on the table. Put my keys on my phone. He was like, and okay, then, winner gets the other guy's house. That's how this works. And then I left my keys at the pub. <laughs> I'd only got them that day. I always lose keys. <laughs> Glad um, he wasn't a swinger. Oh that could have gone very wrong. <laughs> Does end up with his missus? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they they came like spat me and stuff. We'd had to get out of there. But one time, I got held up after a gig by, uh, um, shall we say? I mean, there's not a way to say it. It was at the University of Westminster. I did a gig oh. when I was 16. Now, did you? Owe, what reason did you owe for there, Phoebe? Well, it just there's a certain type of person I assume that would go there. Little posh boys? No. Uh, so they had this gig. I did it. It went f- it went well. And I was about 16, 17. You'll know this. When you're first starting out, the thing you look for most is stage time. So they go, we got an open mic night. Come back, do the open mic night, innit? So I assume it's like a comedy open mic night. No. I turn up. There's this guy on stage doing a rap about uh, freeing Palestine and stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> it's a spoken word open mic. <laughs> People <laughs> clicking and all. <laughs> Everything was like these people cool. So I got on stage, sixteen-year-old bomb. Tira's not very good anyway. I swear. Talk about sex. I come off. The guy who runs the gig's like, yeah, f- uh, thanks for coming, man. And he's all nervous and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this guy's really upset. I bombed at his gig. And he was like, uh, yeah, you you can't leave yet. And I was like, dude, I'm not hanging around. That went terribly. He's like, no, you can't leave yet. Like, what? And I said, so I'm just like, fuck this, I'll go in it. So I walk out, and these six guys follow me out, yeah? I walk onto uh, just where Oxford Street is, where, where it's about to turn into Oxford Street. Well, it's sort of near there. And uh, these six lads grab me, put me against the wall, and they're like, if you ever swear in front of women again, <gasps> yeah, if you ever talk about sex in front of our sisters and our brothers again, we'll fuck you up. The only reason we're not fucking you up is because you're 16 years old. So I go home, I, I, I walked off crying, and then was it like a religious thing? So yeah, like Muslim guys or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. when you said sisters and brothers, like, oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, thank God I did not mention I was Jewish that night because they would have not been happy. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I think you mean praise Allah. Uh, <laughs> We've been getting in trouble with that on this podcast. <laughs> have you? <laughs> Islamophobia? Yeah, no, nah, there's a couple of people we didn't like a couple of, uh, joke we did, but it is what it is. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, I say we, me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Michael. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Michael. And so, but again, let me just say, because you've got to preface things with this, I don't think that they're representatives of Islam. I think that the same way if white people walk around saying that they're the EDL, they're not the EDL. These were six lads who are fucking idiots using a thing to put whatever their aggression they want to go into. They're not a representative of a, of a larger community. But so uh, I, I went home and uh, a few years later, I, I, I ended up Googling the university. And but I remembered before I went and did the gig, I had this phone call from the uni going, can we go through your set with you? And I was like, no. You're not going through my set, right? And they were like, oh, okay. So I asked why that was when I was there, and they were like, oh, basically, we had a free Palestine rally a few years ago, and MI5 ended up having to come down because it kind of turned into, like, kill the Jews. <laughs> um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, 
And then, uh, so I Googled the, uh, MI5. Y- yeah, MI5, they did internal, you know, just across the road from us, MI5 had yeah. to go. And they got a fucking MI5 down there. James Bond had to go down there because they held, a, and also, let me just say this as well. I go on free Palestine mode. I'm fucking before, you know what I mean? Free Palestine, all of this stuff. <laughs> Alex tried so hard not to get cancelled. Oh man, it's the one thing that could fuck me up is where I go on this stuff. Cause just fucking, uh, I'm just chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mentioned that he's Celtic, so he's cool, isn't it? <laughs> They'll turn up with Palestine flags. And... I do have a bit idea that I'm gonna try. Where uh, especially um, men get treated like Muslim extremists. I saw a woman retweet a, a a story about a man who was caught wanking at a bus stop, and they went, "Men are gross," and I'm like, "It's just that guy." Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not men. You can't put us all in the same fucking boat. Absolutely. Quite a few men would do that. Wank at a bus stop. Uh, there was a guy at our uni that would always get caught in people's gardens wanking. <laughs> Look, if he's always getting caught and you ain't put a lock on the garden, then there's a point where they come. Stop victim blaming the garden. What was that? What was that garden wearing? <laughs> <laughs> Lots of flowers in it today. The grass is very short. Okay. <laughs> I'm done for. <laughs> Uh, this is a philosophy podcast. Yes, what's our philosophical perspective? So, so uh, let me just finish the story about Jazari Shoes. Okay, okay. Um, so they, so I, I ended up a few years later googling the uni, and it turns out I believe his name Muhammad Al Fazi went there, who was Jihadi John. Yeah. So a little bit of me likes to think that I was the first guy to get held up by Jihadi John, like I was his one. Maybe that got you away. radicalized him. <laughs> That's some claim to fame, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have that on every poster. The man who's comedy radicalized Jihadi John. <laughs> Posters me in a little orange jumpsuit. <laughs> so what I want to talk to you about today uh, is perspective and a perspective on things. Because you, the, the reason I, I love you, Victoria, is you, you've got interest in like thoughts and things on this, but there's a thing that I think a lot of British people, and I say British is in term of England, well, just England. Yeah, um, that's often what people mean when they say that. Uh, England, I don't know why we don't, Scottish people, Scottish people somehow get a free pass, even though most of their roads in all their cities are named after slavers. But, um, <laughs> but oh, oh, you, you want us to lose at the football, so that makes up for your crimes. Uh, <laughs> Fucking idiots. I was like when you were in Liverpool and you were just slagging them all up. Well, we're not England. No, <laughs> it's like you were fairly heavily involved. Yeah. Hey, Scout's not English. He fucking hell, we eat Margaret Thatcher. What did your docs do <laughs> for a 300-year period? Um, but they, uh, so that that's the thing. There's a thing with British. And one thing that the British uh, English don't really, I think, concern themselves in is the troubles of Northern Ireland. No. They're pretty involved in one way. Well, we 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 it it's such a crime that's happened. We've done so many crimes that we don't even really, yeah, remember that one. Well, it's in a, it's an it's an interesting one when you come over to England and you realize like how little you guys like know about stuff, and it's not like a, uh, not the individual's fault. It's just like not in your cultural conversations in school or whatever. Um. But then even in, like, Northern Ireland, we're not, like, taught about it that well. Uh, but then you just lo- I don't know. It's it's really interesting thing. It kind of gives, give, talking about that perspective thing, like, when, when I see somewhere else in the world, like, BBC News being like, these people are terrorists, 
I just have a little pinch of salt of like, but like we were, like that's how that's how we were painted like thirty years ago. So what? Why are they doing that? Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like nobody just blows shit up for no reason. Well, the quote that I've got is uh, what I want to discuss today is one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Yeah. And that's that's the thing with something like, so when I was uh, about 11, 12 years old, I, I started trying to, I, I got quite fascinated into the history of the Troubles and stuff yeah. like that. 11? Yeah, I found I found it fascinating. Well, uh, when I when I decide to learn about something, actually learn about it, I could f- do a fucking podcast on the Vietnam War and stuff. Like I'd love that shit. I think they call that ADHD. Yes, no, they actually called it the Vietnam War. But oh right, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got that wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, I hyper focus in, and I'm I'm a big fan of history and stuff like that. Um, which both my parents are, so it sort of bled into me, but I find the the whole thing between because when I first went to gig. In Belfast, the Empire. Yes. Okay. Ooh, it went badly. It tends to. If you're so, just to clarify, if you're an English act and uh, but a Southern English act, I think. Yes, more. Yeah, definitely more so. Um, went over because there, there's this odd thing with the English accent where if you're Northern, you it's sort of seen as more comforting, more more real, more well, salt the, of the earth. Uh, well, generally not the people in power, uh, like from the north. So it's not the voices you've heard like barking orders essentially yes even though neither is yours but i before i moved over i wasn't good at anything like i would meet people I'm like oh yeah you're from like the southeast and they're like no i'm from the midlands and i was like oh i had to like learn the the differences between those accents when i moved over so like um the yeah we just see pretty much anything fucking like south of birmingham we're like oh well there like it all kind of sounds the same yeah, did you did you have a prejudice of English people before you moved here? <laughs> You're using the past tense pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> liberally. <laughs> what bothers me about Irish people? They all move here and then complain about it, and it's like, well, what is this fucking? What did you expect when you moved to England? <laughs> There's that really funny video. Uh, it's Katie Hopkins, and then that ginger. Irish lady, I can't remember her name. Oh, like, that narrows it down. Like <laughs> <laughs> you look, Kitty Hopkins and an Irish woman interview, and she did that same. Kitty Hopkins was like, "Well, why did you move here?" And the lady was like, "Pays better." And I was yeah. like, "I love that." Yeah, <laughs> that's An- exactly. Angela Scanlon. Yeah, Angela Scanlon. That's well, what it is. I, I totally, you know, I say that in like a sort of bliss. Oh no, of course, yeah, 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 but. And it's in, like the, there was a prejudice. And listen, if you want to hear more about this in a comedic fashion, come see my show at the Edinburgh Fringe because it's literally all about this. Um, translations five past two, monkey bar. Uh, the it's an interesting thing where you have to learn about where your prejudices come from and and where it's kind of valid and where it's not valid. Like, I still have issues with some English people who have, like, an idea of what Irish people are supposed to be uh, versus, like, like, and that can that can annoy you. Other people stereotyping you can annoy you, but you can't just be annoyed at them for being who they are. Um, like, when I moved over, like, just the voice, I was like, oh, my God, they're dickheads. Like, they are dickheads. And my mum was like, no, no, like, that's just how they talk and that's your perspective on how they talk. Like, it's they're not actually being rude. That's just what you think. What's like an example of that? Um, well, there's examples that were actually fucking problems. Like when I was in uni, and and it's interesting. Where did you like go to uni? The Guildhall School of Music and Drama. Jesus fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've got the shittest Northern Irish. <laughs> 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 no, that's that's class. But it, but yeah. then within that context, like you've got a a thing of like where if in a class or like a lecture, I would contribute something that was vaguely like academic or talking about like why you would use a certain word in certain ways and not in other ways and which which is a more appropriate use the word use, word to use in a sentence um there was like an audible shock in the room is that a working class thing you've got so i i, I well i'm not working class but you're like me you're not people think class enough to be it's just the accent people hear a, a like a regional accent and yours is the region of fucking croydon like but yep the it's it's not like english people just assume that you're working class and that's not a negative thing when the first time i ran out the show like because i talk about this kind of phenomenon and and i it came when listening back the first time i did the show it comes across as me saying that they them thinking i'm working class is a bad thing yes but i it's just not an accurate thing yeah i i have the same thing which i always find uh, uh, gripe for me in this industry and agencies and stuff and PR people have tried to use it to an advantage. I'm like, you could, everyone knows my dad's the fucking darling of Radio 4, so I'm not exactly Mr. Mr. Council yeah. space, am I? But, uh, not how working class people live on councils, oh, whatever. But uh, <laughs> It gets but, very boring having to clarify every sentence you say. Yeah, it? it's, it's, I'm just trying to keep this pod going. <laughs> 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 but uh, what it is, is they they assume something so i i had it on the weekend actually i've got written down here i want to talk about it i was i was at mccannley festival or match fest which was i learned how to say that properly what was it i was on with anna thomas at the glee at the on last thursday and she was about to go up because it's it's this festival in wales and nobody knows how to say it or like all the welsh people do but all the english people just have a go yeah um apparently it's mckinsleth yeah and uh, <laughs> so I was, I was there. I like all the comedians on. Get on with them. I mean, don't you don't have to lie. Oh, fuck them, innit? There's no but, way you like all of them. No, but I, I tell you what, I have. I, I do. I get on with people that people on paper would think I don't get on with. I have a similar. So thing, yeah, yeah. someone like, and I really like this person, Leo Reich. So on paper, people would probably think me and Leo don't get on. I, I would really assume like, you just beat him up. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, I quite fancy him, so I hate him from that angle because I don't know how to deal with it. But <laughs> so cute, I've never met Liam. Uh, he's, he's sweet, he's a good comic as well. Or, or someone like Anya and someone like that. People that they would think that I would get. Oh, I, I it's get. funny because people think there's teams mm. in comedy, and even some comedians think that there's fucking teams. And I think it's so dumb because I've had someone I was talking about, like somebody I mentioned that they were doing comedy unleashed. And somebody, another comedian went, oh, I didn't realize he was on that side. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Paying gig. Gig. They're getting paid. They're probably doing their normal set. They'll get a good clip from it. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, there's no fucking sides. I'll go on whoever's podcast. I'll hang out with whoever as long as they're nice. And like, and if I enjoy their stuff, I enjoy their stuff from all different perspectives. And like... Well, I like fucking mad, weird clown stuff or like miming and yeah. weird stuff. And I have a running joke that I hate musical comedy, but I fucking love some people's music. And like all this well, fucking good, stuff. Good musical comedy is unmatched. Yeah, it's, it's fucking it's brilliant. Yeah. You watch a Bo Burnham or something, who I hate to admit that I like, but it's that jealousy. Yeah. But so I was hanging out with them and we were sort of sat around this fireplace drinking and there was this guy there 
who, who, for lack of a better word, was he just me and this guy weren't going to gel. You okay. Know I mean, we weren't going to gel. It was um, a high, but yeah, all of that sort of stuff. Don't see him on the circuit. Don't see him there. Came over, started talking. He had that fuckboy vibe about him, which uh, a pop. I hear that. I hear. Was he wearing boys. socks? No, I, I couldn't tell you, but he had like he had the he 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 had the uh, a posh fuck boy. I don't know why, but it comes across more rapey. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because it's more oh, yeah. like they hide. The just do that into the pod as I say that word. Anytime you think there's a word I shouldn't be saying, you just. <laughs> We're just gonna take a little break. Here. <laughs> 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 that's, that's me. I was saying I'm not involved in this next bit. But do, do, do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's sometimes. <laughs> so so he had that sort of vibe. But yeah, I was getting on honest with him. And yeah, well, you just like I think anyone with half a brain can just be pleasant and civil with people. Yeah, and he said the word in a in a sentence, perambulate, and I didn't know what that meant. I fucking say walk. Right, do you know what okay. I mean? So, Fuck off and just say walk, you stupid so cunt. I didn't know what this word meant. Now I have a thing. I don't mind learning by being stupid. So I went, "Hey, dude, what does that mean?" And he started with this. Ugh. Oh, Aww. suck my perambulate over here and suck my fucking dick. Right, you stupid cunt. You're just so stupid that you need to prove to everybody that you're smart by saying words like fucking perambulate. Fuck off. Right. So I, I now <laughs> fucking loved every second of that. So I now feel dumb. I, and I'm, I'm with people who've been to Oxford and Cambridge, so I feel a little bit out of place. Oh, so I turned down and at one point I was like, uh, we'll talk about jujitsu, and I wanted him to fucking ask what it was because I wanted the guy, because he basically went to me, oh, it's a posh way of saying walk. So I wanted him to ask me about that so I could go, it's a posh way of saying I could rip your fucking arms off your cunt. <laughs> Oh, I was fucking furious. I had that once. A guy said, um, he was like, I'm going to defenestrate you. What does that what mean? What does that mean? Throw you out a window. <laughs> what? By the time you've deciphered what you said, you're four floors down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to touch my bum hole or something. I don't I, know. So, uh, so I have that thing of uh, what you're talking about there that you had at uni coming over here from, yeah. uh, from Belfast. And I, that's the thing where in this industry, I really feel small. A way to make me feel small is when, I, when I'm in a room of people who I know are privately educated, so they've got yeah. that confidence. It's not their fault. One of my prejudices that I'm getting over is privately educated people. They fucking push it. By God, yeah. they push it because private education is... It not- teaches you to do that. To push your luck and be confident and step a little bit over the line and fucking. Well, Tom Horton, who's one of my best mates, was telling me one time, he was going, You're paying for the privilege. So you're paying for the yeah. fact that he's like, I can walk into a room where there's Latin on the walls and there's all of these things. And that reminds me of my old school hall. Whereas my school hall was, it had apparators that didn't work on it. We had temporary buildings. So I walk into a place like that. If I go to somewhere like maybe sometimes someone wants to do a meeting in a grout show club or a private members bar or something, yeah, I walk yeah. in and I feel out of place and they can smell it and they can tell I'm not meant to be there. So you have to learn you a thing. Smell the Lynx Africa. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Mayfair Super Kings. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I understand where you're coming from when you talk about at university and you'd say something. Because you're very well, you're an educated person and that yeah, you know that, what the fuck you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, and you can lean into what other people think you are 
uh, very easily, especially when you don't have a really strong sense of who you are and like with like within yourself. Because and when you go to uni, you don't like. I think that's a really like common experience to go to uni, and, and that's where you kind of find out who you are because you're living outside of the context of like with your parents. Oh, well, I had that in comedy. So uh, yeah, I was an arsehole so for the first ca- four years. Because yeah. you haven't a fucking clue who you are, so you try on essentially different like aspects of Absolutely. who you might want to be. And it often comes from what other people tell you you are. So like people would almost like implicitly tell me that I was like working class or implicitly tell me that I was like stupid or uh, implicitly tell me that I should like drink a lot because I'm Irish or like should be lazy or should be any of these things. And it's very easy when you don't have a real sense within yourself of who you are and who you know yourself to be to play up to other people's ideas of who you are. And there was like, I think for the first couple of years in comedy, I was playing up to like, a working class caricature oh, good, of yeah. someone from Belfast of like, and always like, I was always pretending to be drunk on stage even when I wasn't. And if something bombed, I was like, ah, oh, I'm fucking steaming. And like, blah, blah, blah. And it's only recently, and it's a real benefit you get from seeing someone like Alfie Brown perform and Ivo as well, being unabashedly themselves. Gotcha. And it's so good to see. And that's the best comedy of, is it's all about self discovery. It's all about discovering who you are and showing the most honest form of yourself to an audience. Yeah, that's the thing I struggle with at the moment in comedy is that like I'm a little bit apologetic about some of my thoughts. Mm. And like I do it on this podcast. I, you know, I'm trying to do a bit on stage about you don't want me to be on your team. You stop letting stop trying to get me to learn about things because I get it wrong. Like <laughs> I only think there's two genders. So why have you got me to art learn about this stuff? <laughs> Just let me think that. I'm not going to change anything. I don't really give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, I have this conversation with non-binary people. Sure, be non-binary. I don't care enough to stop you doing it. So go and do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't... I Unless you're going to start affecting Crystal Palace or the UFC, (laughs) fucking being any number of the 75 fucking things, I don't care. Unless you're going to affect Crystal Palace or the years. I don't give a shit. You can be... I don't... I think there's two. You think there's 75. There we go. (laughs) It's done. You can change teams, in my opinion. I don't mind. I do it within a transfer window. We can make... We can get both sides... (laughs) there is a transfer window for transitioning. <laughs> it's deadline day. Are they going to get the deal done? <laughs> oh, come on, Caitlyn Jenner. Come on, we want you. Oh, why have they, they signed Caitlyn? Oh, no, they didn't pass the medical. Oh, fuck, who have we got? Oh, we're going to have to sell for Elliot Page. <laughs> oh, have you seen the... It's from the Chappelle show, the racial draft. So good. So, what so funny. So, but, so funny. But that, that thing of um, that you're talking about, of not knowing where you stand and things like that, did you find that there was a bit of... Pl- playing up to where you are as Northern Irish, do you also feel a sense that from Northern Irish people or Irish people in general, because I find this is kind of what I want to talk about that I find funny, is there's a lesser of two evils things where you, the Brits over there are seen as the bad guys and all of this stuff. Things by are, some people, yeah, by half. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's a lot more complicated than it is because there's good and bad within everything. Yes, well, it's always, you can, it's very easy to tell a hero and villain story, but everything's always more nuanced than that. But a thing that I find that is perfectly socially acceptable to say is up the raw, like up the IRA, which is... <laughs> Some circle. Yeah, which is fine. Like, I've, I've been, I've seen people shout, stuff like that. It doesn't bother me, but I think, it, I find it fascinating it is that that's, so, that's acceptable. It's almost like, and, and like, I think almost what it is, I say it all the time. I think it's really funny to say it because mm. it's all, like 
because oh, it's almost like we're not we're not actually saying that. Like you just say that as like instead of congratulations. Up the right, right. It'd be like, ah, oh, my missus is pregnant. Oh, fucking up the right. Uh, <laughs> like, that's great. It's so, like, Baby comes out with a little balaclava and sunglasses <laughs> on. Like, it's so, I was never officially in the womb. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good Jerry Adams joke, actually. Um, <laughs> there's like going to be eight people listening to this who got that joke. but <laughs> Same people who listen to this in general. So <laughs> we're doing all right, actually. Um, Ryan Cullen has uh, just a Jerry Adams, the funniest thing. I've ever heard on that was uh he goes actually it's London Jerry Adams. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's so funny. So That's good. Really I think we're gonna funny. try getting him. He's meant to be honest next week. He's but really, he's really funny. Uh, but the up the ra thing's interesting. I I remember I wrote a bit. I don't know if I ever tried it on stage. It was like like saying up the ra is a crack. It's so funny. But like, do you think there's some guy in fucking Iraq going like? <laughs> They're like, oh, the message is pregnant. Allahu Akbar, <laughs> mate, that's fucking class. Oh, man, death to the West. That's unreal. <laughs> oh, we did, that was the one we got in trouble for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. It is what it is, man. Uh, we're on this pod. It's cool. It's, I don't give a shit. But uh, the, um... I'm just going to get another fucking couple of messages. <laughs> <laughs> Off some, yeah. I, I had uh, I had people threatening to come kick my fucking head in. Oh right. <laughs> well, okay. Please don't care. I can't fight at all. <laughs> but uh, there's a there's a funny story where um, I was at a friend's birthday party and she was going out with a guy um, who's in the army and uh, got really drunk with some Irish friends of mine at this birthday party. And we started singing, um, go on home, British soldiers, go on home. Right. Um, the next line is, have you got no bloody homes of your own? And we were just doing it because it's like a fun song to sing. And we were just being kind of dicks, to be honest. And then he got he got angry, justifiably, I would say. Uh, like, I mean, maybe. <laughs> and then the way we talked him down was... This is the kind of guy he is. The way we talked him down of like fighting all of us was to convince him that it's something that Tommy Shelby would have sung. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this fucking country. <laughs> and the people who defend it. Do we really need to give him two minutes every year when that's the <laughs> I, I know because I've got a I've got a good friend who was in uh, the army, one of the nicest people I've ever met, Henry, and uh, he's actually he's actually fascinating to talk to about what did you make of Iraq and Afghanistan? And he was saying to me like, I don't think we should have been there, but I was there. And he went, and there were days where I helped, I helped walk these schoolgirls to school. Yeah, and I that day I went. We, we did a good thing. Yeah, we've yeah. done a good thing yeah. by being here. With this, it was a good day. Yeah. These girls wouldn't have gone to school if it weren't for us. So there are things within it, you know. In the same that I don't, I don't know too much uh, about the British sides in Ireland because because that one seemed to be like, yeah, but their things are ours. <laughs> 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 They've got things, and we want them. Yeah, and you know, and that course, uh, and that of course as well. It's like when you look at things of uh, in Vietnam, 
people like to, you know, go, oh, the Viet Cong were amazing and all this stuff. One of the reasons the Viet Cong fucked up was after they did the Tet Offensive in the month of uh, Tet, where they have this massive celebration, they launched an offensive against the Americans, almost drove them out, essentially, drove them out of a lot of cities, took over, and they completely lost the battle of hearts and minds of people because they just went round and murdered anyone they saw as a... Uh, an American sympathizer, essentially. Oh, wow. So they then, within the city, uh, all, all these people were kind of like, it was better under the Americans. Yeah, they, were, they, yeah, yeah. they at least had some sort of decorum, maybe not as much as we'd like. But So, yeah. so there, there is that thing of when you look at things that happens now in, I know the new IRA in, uh, in or what, what they call the new IRA, is sort of seen as like, well, they just, it's drug running. They just go They're around fucking and- Fucking idiots, man. Any of the paramilitaries now are just fucking idiots who just- like, yeah, it's drug dealing, it's getting protection money out of fucking fish and chip shops in West Belfast. It's fucking stupid. And that's on both sides because there's loyalist paramilitaries as well. And they're all fucking idiots. And then and then they just march around the streets in these stupid fucking outfits they've bought at a fucking army, do you know, like leftover army gear shop. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you're the, supposed to be like the most anti-army cunts ever and you're buying all their old camo oh, shit. Do they look like those sad cunts that do airsoft on the weekend? Yeah, and they're wearing fucking back, marching down the street on Easter weekend. And look, there's, like, in formerly colonized places, there's pride around ridding yourself of, of like, an empirical colonizer, and that's good. But see, still marching around the streets with, like, a show of force and, like, showing off that you still have guns and all. Fucking mental. Fucking pathetic. Uh, and there's a, a lot of it is just that thing of what you were saying about when you wanted to be one of the like Crystal Palace ultras. Mm. It's just something to fucking do. Yeah. If the if the government put money into like three football pitches in those areas, like that would solve quite a lot of problems. You'd have another George Best. Exactly. Could have someone else you've talked about for fifty fucking years. <laughs> but that's all the stuff. And like, look, I have an interesting like social media following. Where if you look at the people who follow me on Twitter, a solid percentage of them have shamrocks in their Twitter bios or Twitter names or whatever. And there's a lot of shit. Like I had uh, a Protestant guy on my podcast, William, who's a great comedian. And he was talking about how he hates when people call it the North of Ireland, which is like the Catholic way of saying it because people don't like recognize that Northern Ireland's an actual, they're like, it's an illegitimate blah, blah, blah. And I'm someone who thinks Ireland should all be one place and shouldn't be part of the UK. But... I, it's northern like it's currently as the geopolitical situation sits it's northern Ireland so like I like sometimes I call it the north like whatever it doesn't really bother me that much but put, like he and I put out a clip of him saying like it pisses him off when people say the north of Ireland just and it was just like a light light hearted thing like it wasn't fucking like have it was just him going like oh like it, I he, he was saying like he thinks he's accepting but then he hears some saying he's like oh fuck off like it's just that yeah, like, yeah. and it was just a funny little joke but the number of people on fucking TikTok, they're like, it's fucking illegitimate, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, you just can all fuck off. You're all mental that you care about it that fucking much that he called the North of Ireland versus Northern Ireland. Like, I think a lot of people in my generation are just like, like, we, we just take the piss out of each other. Like, it's just fine. It's not that big a deal. Like, we, both, we might have different political leanings in terms of what we want to happen with the country. But, like anyone with any sense separates themselves from the tribalism of it and go, well, what do I think would be best for the country? And then you just go from there and, like, there's mad cunts in every argument and there's mad cunts in every place. There's probably more in Northern Ireland because bombs and stuff. But, like, <laughs> yeah, I just think, like, the up the rah thing, I think it's my generation going, well, it's silly. Right, it's okay. all silly. It wasn't historically silly, but to us... Who were never involved in it? I have it's I, silly. I have it when I sing ten German bombers. 
<laughs> I, I will. I'll say it now. If that, if we are beating Senegal one nil, oh, I'm bringing that song out because <laughs> we bring it out against anyone. It doesn't yeah, even make yeah, yeah. It, like we'll, we'll win. You know, we just win a game and you start singing. But I find as a Sefi, I find this as a football fan, as an England football fan, a lot of the England fans, I because I, I, I kind of go, I have this argument with Scottish comedians, Mark Nelson and stuff like that all the time. I go by hating the current England football team. I think that's the wrong thing to hate. I think they're actually very progressive. They're very forward thinking. It's an interesting time to be an England fan. Because I'm interested by this. Go on. Because part of the problem with England is the sort of, you know, like fucking booing the knee and stuff. Now, I now think the knee shouldn't be done because it's coming. We can't be like, when people... It's just admin, though. Yeah, well, well exactly. When people do this thing where there's a... Where there's a um, Oh, oh well, right. So we're going to have Amnesty Day in football, are we? We're going to have people wearing poppies. That's tokenism. And I go, we're Armistice Day. Armistice Day. You said Amnesty Day. Oh, is it? I don't know what the fuck it is. I just, just don't keep, worry. Just keep quiet. Some people with flags yell at you on Twitter. <laughs> but, uh, it's, uh, you know, and uh, and again, that's another thing where I think, no, we should remember the people who have. The poppies into it. I don't wear a poppy. I do, out of. I think there is a. It's a, one of these things that gets hijacked by. A, a right wing sort of a yeah. You should you should be wearing a poppy, and it's like, dude, I don't I, have a problem with anyone wearing a poppy. What about I just, a white poppy. I don't. That's oh, oh yeah, that's the that's the get out clause. That's just a look yeah. at that's just a look at me badge, isn't it? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be. I remember them, but we're not condoning it's war fighting. Yeah, I'm condoning some wars. <laughs> Fair enough. Which wars do you condone? Ellie? I don't know. A couple of them. There's a every now and then. The you war go, on drugs. The war on drugs. Uh, well, World War Two was pretty. No war except class war. Yeah. Well, I think we should have more class war. I think I think the working class have had it too good for too long. <laughs> I think, I think so too. ITV will come up with something with that soon. <laughs> They've run out of like every other option. But we. Uh, but yeah. So uh, I find it in football. But the England team that that was interesting is they didn't want to meet Boris Johnson. There was definitely you could tell this group, good group of lads. They were for the first. I like that the stigma of that all footballers are stupid is gone. They're actually politically astute people. Someone like Marcus Rashford is, yeah. you know, grown up in a working class environment has gone. This is bullshit. Grealish, uh, less gr so. But go on. Yeah. Oh well, you know, well, <laughs> he's part Irish, isn't he? Um, <laughs> Used to be full Irish. Don't know what happened. Got too good at football. <laughs> and then, so you you have this thing where actually it creates a divide in the England fans because it brought along a lot of New England fans who were able to get into football because it wasn't this shouting yeah. we've won two world wars and a world cup by the way i'd give away a world war for another world cup <laughs> i'd lose world war one let germany keep its empire give me another world cup who I has that bit about um uh when people say like oh we would be speaking german if it wasn't for them as if that's the worst thing that would have happened under the nazi yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember whose bit oh, that is it's somebody's but it's really really funny uh but so so i have this argument with someone like mark nelson where i go scotland the scottish team pissed me off during the euros because they went the only game we're going to take the knee is the england game and i went fuck you either do it or don't because you're now going oh we're scotland we've always historically as uh, in football or anything have always been like the english are worse than us it was always the english and now you are not addressing p 
part of a thing that is within Scotland that is uh, can arguably be secretarianism or something like that, where people have racist viewpoints that don't want to be addressed in your country, but yeah. now the English seem to be for the first time ever doing a bit of reflecting. Yeah, a couple of years ago, Scott Sinclair was getting um, monkey chants at him by Rangers fans, uh, which wasn't great. So yeah, that's interesting. I tried to support England at the Euros a few years back uh, when you got beat by Iceland, yes. Uh, not that one. The one where you lost to... Italy on penalties? Belgium twice. Oh, that was the World Cup. World Cup. Um, oh, yeah, of course it was, because you, you beat Colombia on penalties, didn't you? No, no, they're European. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the I, w- I was on, like, a little theatre tour at the time, and I, I went to... I was in Leeds. I happened to be in Leeds for a couple of the games. Um, so we went to O2 Academy in Leeds because it was free tickets and it was like massive, like mad atmosphere. And I was like, look, similar to what you're saying, nice bunch of lads seem like I, like good. I can probably get behind this to some degree. So I went down and I wasn't like on a mad one, but it was it was the Belgian match and I, when you just got uh, put out, I think. We lost or no, it was the group stages one where it wasn't where you, yeah, it was the group stages one. Um, oh yeah, that was the World Cup where you got to the semi-final without playing anyone good. Uh, that's every competition we've <laughs> ever done well in. Um, and I went down and, and I was there and I was just kind of like, uh, like just there to watch and it's like 95% English fans and then a little clump of Belgium fans watching as well. And uh, Belgium won and they were like celebrating amongst themselves. It was never outward, it was just like in. And it was like, a fo- like they, there was a lot of like loud England fans there. And then they, Belgium won and then it just turned immediately. People started throwing like pints of piss at them and like screaming abuse at them. And they had to just like, and I went over, like once it had calmed down a little bit, I went down to the Belgian fans and was like, oh, like, I just want to say like, you've been great all day. I'm sorry that it turned a bit nasty, but like, thanks for like making today like more fun than it would have been. And then some English guy sees me talking to them. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I was just saying thanks, and he was like, you fucking... What? I was like, mate, what are you talking about? And then he spat on me, oh, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to support it. I'm not going to support fucking, it. That, I'm not going to support England but again. That, that's the problem. It's our, <laughs> it's our fan base, and there's this entitlement of English people who don't learn anything about... It really bothers me about this country, because I, I really like this country. I want to be patriotic about yeah. it. I want to go... I love the fact that I can come on a podcast and say, our government is shit and all of this stuff, and nobody turns up and puts me in a van. That's a great thing to yeah, have yeah, in the yeah. country. Pe- and people will do this thing all the time, and they're like, Britain's terrible. It's so fucking bad. It's not. There's a lot of great things about it, and I, I love this place. What lets it down is we don't... We, we put pride in this idea of yeah but we're britain and we're great and you go we are but not for the reasons you're trying to celebrate yeah the, the empire isn't something that should be celebrated nor should it be something that we sit around and cry over all yeah, the time yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. it's part of our history and we need to accept there's that. nothing worse than the incessantly apologetic white person who's right. just constantly going i'm you but also i mean I'm, it's just right we get it i uh, if you it's it's really weird because when you speak to people in bits of asia who lived under the empire or parents who lived under bits of the empire a lot of indian people fucking love, love the it. empire they were like oh it was great they, they it was it was it was brilliant the Brit- well, they have a thing of uh, uh, their their thing was it was less corrupt so, yeah. so people will go, I, I believe it's in Malaysia, like people will literally be like, yeah, but everything ran on time, which, you know, people do with fascism as well, I suppose. They go, well, well at least with Mussolini, the train trains were good. Yeah. But where were the trains going? That's the fucking question, isn't it? 
You say what you like. You're never going to have a Holocaust with London North East Rail, are they? You're not going to get any Jews to any. You're going to have to get them a, a Holocaust replacement bus service. <laughs> Tramming a load of Jews onto a bus. Come on, mate. No, I don't need to see a ticket. Come on, on you come. Some like really obscure detour. So many Jews would have survived if British public transport had been revived and the Holocaust had been doing the Holocaust. I'd like to remind all listeners that Elliot is part Jewish. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> no one checks. Yeah, you're just the people it. who do really want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not the they're yeah. not the ones who'll have a problem with that yeah. joke. <laughs> but but yeah, there, there, there is this thing where people don't learn about British society. And the, the, the sort of viewpoint of that I find fascinating. That I think it's when you've not got anything in your life to outwardly be proud of, yeah. you find this thing similar. The thing is, they come exactly the same as that person in West Belfast walking around yeah. with ammo for army fatigues on, remembering the good times when we were powerful. They're trying to do the same thing. They just want to be part of something, part of something. Yeah, so there is this thing at the end of it where it's that's what I find fascinating about it, is they're the same fucking person. If you were if someone if you took that person from Leeds who spat on you and made them grow up in West Belfast, they'd probably <clears> be <throat> the same kind of person who was remembering the Absolutely, good old days when yeah. the bar was in. And there's, and we'll finish on this because I think we're coming yeah. towards yeah. the end. Um, there's a, the the English Socialist Party like manifesto for a while. I don't know if it still is, but it was something. It's a big tagline of socialism. It's called bread and roses, and bread is obviously like your sustenance, a roof over your head, medical care, all that, all the kind of tangible stuff. And roses is like a sense of pride and sense of community and like a sense of belonging. Um, and there's a lot of talk about how like obviously like physical deprivation of like none of food food banks and all these things and like the cost of living crisis stuff obviously huge issues but something that doesn't get massively addressed and especially in like the middle of england a lot um you have these places uh where they don't have any pride or sense of community anymore because once the mines got they were mining towns yeah. that's what they were known as and the mines were horrible the working conditions were fucking terrible in the mines but there was a sense of pride and a sense of something that they were contributing to the broader society whereas now these towns are what I think Karl Marx would call uh, nowhere places, where they all kind of look the same. Yeah. They've all got the same chain shops on the high street. It's all just, like, there's nothing identifiable or to be proud about. And, like, the mines have, like, people say the working class is disappearing. It's not, it's just not in mines anymore. It's just, like, sports direct warehouses. But there's no such thing as, like, a warehouse town. There's, like, mining towns, but there's, like, there's no yes. pride in where, even though the working conditions... They are shit in a Sports Direct warehouse. I would argue they're probably better than they were in a mine. Yep. But there's no pride in working in a Sports Direct warehouse. And that's how right-wing politicians can access those communities because they give themselves a sense of pride and someone to fight against because it's really easy to form a sense of community and rally people around hating immigrants. So that's what they do. They latch on to that lack of sense of community and sense of pride and cause them to be anti-immigration. Uh, I think I think it's spot on with that. It's it, it, nothing baffles me more in this country. So I grew up in Croydon, Luna House is in Croydon. So that's the immigration center of the UK where you'd have to go through. And I see the good and bad side of immigration and wholeheartedly I believe that is mainly a good thing. Mm. It isn't the majority a good thing. The one thing that the left needs to stop doing is going, let all the refugees in. No, they're not going to live next to you. They're going to be put into a town where yeah, yeah. it's just going to be, you You really have to think about this. This isn't, I don't know well, it's enough. it's nuanced. Like we've yeah. said the whole way through this podcast, it's not yeah. just a hero and a villain story. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. 
And uh, so, uh, but I, I really believe that the main thing we should do is stop fucking selling arms to places that create refugees. That would be good. Which is what the British government do. So, but it is that thing you're saying, nothing infuriates me more than in this town where I'm like, oh, you guys are being duped by someone like Nigel Farage. Yeah. I have friends who love Nigel Farage or say these things. And they're my mates, but you have to have a conversation with them where they kind of get it but they just quite they don't they have that thing they don't want to go back and they admit they've made a mistake uh, which might be an arrogant thing for me to say but it does feel like that a lot of time where they don't they they look at something like immigration and they go yeah but they're coming here and taking the jobs and you're like no the jobs got outsourced the towns that you're talking about got absolutely ripped apart by factorism and reaganomics and yeah. all of these things and it left nothing for individuals to have and then the the person comes along going like, no remember when this country was great yeah, yeah and yeah. that restores that and that's how you end up with uh, the situation we're in now where we're going to end up with eco fascism because of global warming and the west is in decline and china's going to put us all in concentration camps but you tied it in well because Nigel Farage loves saying up the ra as well. <laughs> he does. Have you seen him on yeah, Cameo? Yeah. Hilarious. People keep paying him to do it like he doesn't know what it means. Yeah, he's just <laughs> taking that funny. fat paycheck. <laughs> he will do anything for money. Um, well, is that thank it? You, thank you for stepping in and doing this, man. I've been Michael Oduwale. This has been, uh, and I've been, and so what have you got to plug, bro? The Edinburgh Friends, that's my big focus. I've got a bunch of previews leading up to it, but I want to just pack out that room for the whole month of Fuck August. It, yeah, and you will, man. Um, awesome. And I'm inviting reviewers, like, early. Like, so my show's on from the 1st of August, and I'm getting people in, like, early on in the run. So the wow. earlier you can come in the run, that would be great. The show's really good. I've done it, like, nine times. I've got, like, 13 more previews booked in. It's going to be in really good shape by the time it gets to August. Um, so five past two, go on the Monkey Barrel Comedy website. That's where you get your tickets for, like, a fiver, mate. Thick. Go, go see Vittorio. He's fucking wicked stand-up and annoyingly good. I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm not going to promote my previews, I'm afraid, because I'm thinking, I'm definitely... I'm speaking it into existence by that emailing the people that I need to email to make something happen. Mm. But it's funner to say something like manifested. Mm. But uh, I'm going to... I think I'm going to film uh, a special upstairs at somewhere like Top Secret mm. this summer. Instead of going to Edinburgh, do Great. that. I don't know whether to do half hour or an hour, but I think I'm going to do something yeah put it out most important thing just clip it up clip yeah. all of it up yeah. that's what i'm gonna do uh but i want to promote i will be at voxel comedy club on may 14th on the early show i believe i know i'm just i'm just that's sort of where the camera is uh it is it is the early it is the brunch show the yeah. the brunch show i will be on so if you want to come down and support the club that allows us to do this podcast they put a lot of great stuff on and you could come down you can see me i'm gonna do a set i'm a good stand-up so if you if you listening to this guy this guy sounds like a bit of a dick come see my stand-up and you go oh he is but he's funny <laughs> he is but it's funny yeah yeah that's the, that's the key thing i'm working that day as well so i can see, Fucking you, class. see you do stand-up Come to, I'm now helping run Mondays at Vauxhall, so bounce down there. That Mondays is the day to come to Vauxhall. Oh, can I come down at some point? Yeah. Drop me your Monday availability. This is a oh, Elliot's I, classic I, thing where he does admin at the end of the podcast. The people want to hear. Listen. <laughs> but Easy. If, also, thank you to everyone who started following the Insta. We're starting to build up. The clips are doing well. If you like the clips, share them. We don't ask for Patreon or anything like that yet. If you just like a clip, just share it and let us grow the thing. And then we'll get a Patreon and we're going to take all your money. No, it will, uh, it, we're not going to. We'll do a Patreon at some point. But just share a clip and it, it means the world to us. I've been Elliot still. He's been Vittorio. Stay philosophical. Stay philosophical. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> we should use that. <laughs> right. Okay, we're done. That was a really good episode, man. That was so good.